Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, welcome back to Billboard's Line Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Griselda Flores. Before we go into our interview of the week with Oso Matli, I'm going to give a special shout out to Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, who this week crowned the Billboard Hot 100 with their monster hit Despacito featuring Justin Bieber. And get this, the song is the first mostly Spanish language number one since La Macarena in 1996, and it gives Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee their first ever number one on the Billboard chart. And that's not all. It makes Justin Bieber the first ever to notch new number ones in consecutive weeks. So, really amazing. And actually, why don't we listen a little bit of Despacito right now? Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te pierdas si no estás conmigo Despacito Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto so that's Despacito, Luis Fonsi, and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Congrats, guys, on your number one on the Hot 100. And with that, we can go into our interview of the week with Oso Matli, who stopped by the Billboard office here in L.A., to talk about their new amazing album titled Nonstop Mexico to Jamaica. And it's a tribute album to great Mexican classic songs like El Noa Noa, Como La Flor. And it features artists like Juanes, Regulo Caro, and Gabi Moreno. So it's an amazing album. If you guys haven't checked it out, please do so. So the band stopped by... Uh, uh, billboard and we talked about the album but we also talked about politics and it's always delightful to talk politics with Osomatli. so without further ado uh, i leave you with my interview with Osomatli. i hope you enjoy uh well welcome to billboard's line connection podcast i'm griselda flores and today we have Osomatli in the building i'm so happy to speak with you guys i've been wanting to speak with you guys because you guys just dropped an amazing album nonstop uh mexico to jamaica Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes. It's a wonderful day here in L.A. Beautiful day, actually, yes. right? Always. It's and, L.A. And, you know, and we have Azrew here. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we have Azrew, and then who else do we have? I'm Raul. I'm Ulises. Cool. So let's talk about that album, because you guys kind of took a little bit of From Everywhere and made this amazing album with, uh, like, a tribute to classes, like Noa Noa, Volver, Volver, Como La Flor. With artists like Juanes, Regulo Caro, how did that happen? I mean, it's just 
a little bit of everything, and you guys made a masterpiece out of it. Well, it, it's interesting because as a band, we've never been um, a band that does the whole covers thing. We always kind of would maybe play one here and there, never really make it a thing for us. But um, one night, we were kind of jamming out on this song called Cumbia de los Muertos, and in the middle of it, we have kind of like a set open section where we kind of play like this reggae dub vibe, descarga kind of thing, and... Um, Will Dog, I guess, started singing the the lyrics to this song called uh, Tragos Amargos, which is a Ramon Ayala song, over the changes of what we were doing. And then, it, like, instantly, like, the audience kind of, it was like this instant reaction to the mashup of it. And then Justin um, obviously got inspired by it. He was like, man, it would be kind of a good idea. It's just, like, figuring out really cool songs that resonate like from the Mexican songbook, mm -hmm. old and new, and then doing it in the reggae style. And that's how it, they got this, the, the wheels turning. What really kind of like put it on the next level was once we got like Sly and Robbie involved. And then that was like, because it's, they're such legendary yeah. production team from Jamaica. So mm -hmm. to really have that, that touch and the songs, it, it was really fun to do. How did, yeah, how was working with Sly and Robbie? I mean, they're just iconic. Did they come after, or you guys had this idea, we, or? Well, we actually, originally was from, uh, we, uh, we wrote a song with them, right, Azju? Yeah, we did this uh, song with them called Affinity, uh, mm. about three, four, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And I remember uh, it was their single, and, and uh, uh, I remember talking to his assistant slash engineer, and and yeah, he had a really thick kind of a Jamaican accent, but it was kind of mixed with something else. Turns out that Sly and Robbie's whole, like, uh, everybody that they work with, their musicians or staff, they're Japanese. That they, and what? one guy in particular, this guy Kaz, he's, I guess he went there on, on some trip with his business and he met Sly and Robbie and he d did some music. He plays instruments too. Uh -huh. And uh, whenever they do music, it's Sly and Robbie and Kaz and a couple of other Japanese guys at the band. Oh my god, that's crazy! Like, yeah. So there, I'm talking to this guy, and yeah. he's got a really thick Japanese accent with mixed stuff of a lot of uh, Jamaican slang. So everything ended with "man." You know? <laughs> yeah. Now do you have the music, man? But very, I can't even do his accent. It was pretty rad. But all of us like grew up that's listening so cool. to either groups that they were in or music that they produced so it was like such a big deal you yeah. know to be able to like you know get that stamp of approval from them even though you know i mean maybe to most non-music nerds it's like who's Lloyd ruby yeah. but just google it damn it you know you'll figure it out eh that's what yeah. we say on stage because we always say like yeah, we got this record, and we did it with Sly and Robbie. And you're like, cricket. Well, no, it depends on the crowd. Like, you know, if you don't know who it is, you know, just Google it. Fuck that's, you. you know. <laughs> well, I can see that, right? It's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Get it out. You know? Yeah, that's right. If you don't know who Sly and Robbie is. It's like so. Mexicans, you know, if you don't know who Raul Velasco is. Oh, or right? come on, Vicente Fernandez. So no, that's, different. that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's different. If you don't know Raul Velasco, is right. you don't know the entertainment, bro. Right, right. The inners. Yeah, the inners. So was this kind of like a, como se diría, like a epic moment in your career where you're working with Sly and Robbie, who you, you know, just idolized. It's one of the things, lucky things that we get to do, and we've gone to do. There's a lot of people all of a sudden who show up, we become friends with, or we get to work with, or we get to play with. We've, I think, the first time. I experienced Sly and Robbie with the band was in Belgium. 
was at a festival. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, in the summer in Europe, they have incredible festivals all mm-hmm. over the country, uh, all over the area. And I just remember feeling that bass. It was overwhelmingly, like, inside my body. And just all, as musicians, I think, you know, we pay attention to the way they play and, and, and uh, you know, his particular style of drumming. And it's super inventive and creative. And so this was another great thing for us. That, well, wow, this is another thing where we get to kind of check it off the list. So it was very meaningful for us. And they're so interesting as performers on stage. I remember I got to hang out uh, backstage while they were performing in Australia. And mm-hmm. uh, the bass player, you know, Sly and Robbie are a drummer and a bass player. Mm-hmm. And they're the team. Like, if you hear uh, songs like uh, Underneath It All by No Doubt, that's them. They co- they co-produced it and they, they helped write the song okay. and they played on it. So the bass player is always, no matter what the weather's like, he has a trench coat. <laughs> you know, and then and then there's the drummer who always brings this milk carton with a pillow, and he takes it everywhere with him to play drums on because nothing stool. really works for him. So to be able to sit on it, and he always brings this this milk carton yeah, yeah, yeah. with a pillow from home, and he takes it on tour with him. Do you that think he carries it, it on on the plane? I don't know, man. Or he has a special case for it. <laughs> Maybe. Or is it case. just part of the rider? Yeah. No, but, milk, but, but milk cartons are pillow. different shapes in different, different parts places. of the country. Yes, <laughs> he probably brings his own. Yeah, he right. brought his own. Yeah. Man. I've never seen That's a milk carton like that. You know? That was pretty rad. <laughs> well, we should make yeah. something like that. Like, dude, Azrael always brings... Well, what do you guys bring? Is there something... Julio always brings Frito. Yeah, I bring Frito everywhere. Frito's his dog. In case you can't see it on the other side of this microphone. My green and Frito. That's it, huh? That's all you need. Do you guys have anything that you guys... Always take with you? No, I mean, not not so particular like that. We all have our hard instruments. You know, I just need to have my guitar, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I'm going to got that. I'm cool. Yeah. I need my iPad. If I don't have my iPad, I, I, I can't do anything. I take it everywhere with me, probably more than my horn, you know? Yeah, but I, I need it, because it could turn into a keyboard, and, you know, I forget lyrics a lot nowadays, so I need that. I need it it's in somewhere. Just in case, yeah. just to look It's over. his little ghetto monitor, case. like yeah. the other style. Yeah. That's when you know you've been around a while. <laughs> How does that song go? I don't know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally after 20-something years, they're like, wait, what song is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, that. how did the, like, Juanes and Regulo Caro come about, or Gaby Moreno? Um, Juanes, we were, kind of had run into him at different, like, yeah, like award him. ceremonies and stuff, and he was always like, oh, Somali, I love that song, Come Los Muertos. I forgot what song he liked, too. And, Definitely that one. Yeah, and then, um, so, um, he performed at the Microsoft in downtown, and okay. I guess reached out to whoever wanted to come through and jam, and me and Raul were like, we're going, you know? So we ended up playing with him, and then he ends up singing that song. A lot at the show. Okay. So we're playing this song that we've been playing since like we were like kids. Yeah. With this guy who really likes it, and it's a totally different crowd, and everyone's going bananas. So you're just like, whoa, that's a trip. Right? <laughs> that was cool. He's a really good guitarist. No, he's a really he good is. guitarist. Yeah. He, he, he's yeah. playing a, a guitar solo on No No, but that was cool. When we and were, that was we, the thing. We just asked him, hey, what do you want to do on this? And he was like, I want to do a guitar solo. And yeah. you're like, all right. Yeah, he is kind of like the Latino John Mayer. 
Oh, he is. Yeah, huh. that's a good. That's a kind of a good analogy. I noticed that when we. But John Mayer's yeah, he's, a little more me- old school. Like, like he's a little. You could tell he was more in the metal, right? Juan is for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. sure. His first yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, Mayer isn't that much that. Because it's either hard, you know, hard metal or it's like like Rodrigo and Gabriela. Yeah, like they're old school metalheads. Yeah. Because they either go, you go metal or you go like, you know, Morrissey. Or punker. <laughs> yeah. Punkers. But I remember when we were learning, he was wanted to know how to play the intro to uh, just a little guitar lick. Oh, right. the, 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 him, who's a really great guitarist, and him, they both came up to me. How does it, we were trying to figure it out? How does it go? That was kind of a cool little That's moment. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. So anyway, yeah, from that, <laughs> from that, it was just like, hey, you want to do this? And Regulo Caro, it was more of a connection through Will Dog. Because oh. Will Dog is, I mean, it's funny because he's like the one guy that's super into like bandas, corridos. The Jewish guy. Figure. The Jewish <laughs> the Jewish guy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you can come anytime in my neighborhood. You'll wake up to it on Sunday. You know? <laughs> No, but he loves that music a lot, and uh, and in, immersed himself in a in really deep way from singing it to recording it and and um, getting to know all the musicians in mm-hmm. those circles. So he connected with Regulo, and and that he was the connection of that one. Like, Very cool. And it was crazy because it's like um, he has this tiny studio in the back of his house in Silver Lake, and you know Regulo showed up and took pictures. Like, I'm over here, you know. <laughs> Then it's of course like he has way more like crazy Instagram fans and yeah. they're all like you're in Silver Lake what I'm gonna meet you there fuck and no why'd you have to tell people I know he's a really nice I know. guy yeah, I yeah, like the way that nice song guy. came out oh, yeah. Yes, yes, Andar yeah, Conmigo yeah. Julia Leta Venega song we got to play that at the Troubadour a couple weeks back yeah he showed cool. up yeah which Very is great cool. with the yeah. banda too with yeah. the banda so that was great that was cool did they pick the songs or did you guys distribute it it was kind of both I mean, we, you know, I think, uh, I don't yeah. know. That one, I think, we just gave it to him. And he said, yeah. Yeah. And he did uh, it. Yeah, some, yeah, Everyone was a little different. Different. You know, yeah. like, and I, I think Justin had ideas, too, who, when songs would come up. Part of it was just, like, reaching out to people we've known for years mm-hmm. in different ways. And sometimes it was people we had just happened to be hanging out with, like Juan is. Oh, we just played this gig with him. Maybe he'd be into yeah. recording with us. And right. he was. And, and uh it wasn't all thought out. It's kind of like the way we do things. We don't really think it out too much. Yeah. I think maybe maybe we should try it one day, but <laughs> we never really do that. And we just people just called their friends and anyone who thought might be cool for every, any particular song. And that, I think, was a surprise. I think for me, like uh, Kyle from Slightly Stupid, this reggae band that's really popular from San Diego, he sings on La Bamba. I didn't know what he was going to do. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. You know, and so I think these kinds of surprises that you get when you mix things up are, are actually really fun. Yes, lo que iba a decir, I mean, the whole album, I mean, le hacen mucha, le hacen justicia a todas las canciones. I think it's amazing. They sound so different from the originals, but mm. you guys do justice to all oh, of these songs. Oh, thank you. Really? Because that's like yeah. a big deal. No, yeah. seriously, because that's a big deal even like, like uh, Azu's dad threatened to stab him if he didn't do <laughs> Noah Noah correctly. Yeah, Mijo, like straight up. This is a Noah Noah. Yeah, okay. You, you got Juan Gabriel, it. you can't mess with that music. Yeah. You can't mess it up, and you have to sing it well, and everybody has to play really well. Es un tipo de calidad que no que no tienes no lo puedes chingar hijo. Okay. Yeah. No lo jodas. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Dad. I'll no do pressure. my best. <laughs> well, and the cool thing though too is that I mean, of course. 
you know, some people might be like, I don't like their version of this or that. And of course, there's people who love it. Yeah. But the cool thing for me was that we actually showed a, a lot of these recordings to the actual composers. Mm. And oh. they were like, they liked it, you know. Okay. So, you know, at least, right, right? Everybody. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We showed it too. It was like, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. I, or they were just really polite. Or they either they're really nice <laughs> to us. Yeah. That's not Hurdles like, Omotley's feelings. It's like, don't get all butthurt. <laughs> you screwed up our song. <laughs> you screwed it up. Oh, like there was a funny story like that of like I think Joe Strummer when he or when the Clash did a cover of Police and Thieves, uh, like some of the Junior older, Mervin. Yeah, yeah, Junior Mervin. I forgot. Great it was song. Like, they really nice song. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. I never heard that story. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it's really it's super cool, and I, I think that was the whole thing too. Is that um, not only did we kind of tip our hats to like these amazing musics, but then also to the kind of musical history of Jamaica because in each song it's like it's not just reggae you know kind of like of course generalized like for the masses like or reggae but there's songs that are like more ska then there's songs that are more rock steady then there's songs that are more kind of like into what's going on now with the dancehall sound Mm -hmm. and so it's actually kind of like even delving deeper into the Jamaican uh, musical history Mm -hmm. you know and very cool that you guys are also singing in Spanish because you guys Mm -hmm. had an uh, recorded an album in Spanish, and this is yeah. mostly Spanish. It's mm-hmm. all pretty much. It, yeah, it, it, over ninety percent Spanish, yeah. which is the most we've ever done. Because usually it's always been kind of fifty fifty ish English, and they speak it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's been like ninety ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, wow. one, I kind of miss singing in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would one pick one song from the album, and then uh, the best memory they have from that song. Mm. From this album. Okay. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a fucked up memory, but in the sense that like I remember when we were first starting to pick songs and then or record these songs, La Bamba came up, mm-hmm. and me and Raúl were one of the first people who were like, "Chale, chale!" Like this song, like everybody and their moms recorded it, and everybody has like some version of it. 
I mean, really, are we going to do this shit again? You know? And um, so just straight up honest vibe, like I wasn't feeling it. But then it's crazy because two things changed in me. Well, obviously, Kyle's verse and the way we recorded it, it really kind of changed the vibe of the song and presented it, I think, in a super unique way. Mm -hmm. And then number two... Uh, between La Balma and also Besame Mucho, I realized the kind of universality of that melody and how it penetrates on all levels of society. Like, we'll be playing in the most whitest of white, white, white areas. Like, like Concord, New Hampshire, right? Guys? Yes. We were just there. And it was a pretty older white crowd, you know? And we're playing the, the Mana song. They're nodding their heads, eh? That's cool. That's cool. We start playing this song, Noah Noah. They're waiting, you know, they're feeling that. We start playing La Bamba and we start playing Besame Mucho and the place just goes bananas. Because they obviously have a connection to that melody. Mm -hmm. And it really tripped me out, especially Besame Mucho. Like you see these ladies like holding their hearts (laughs) and shit. Like they got all feelings like crazy, like Besame (laughs) Mucho. Like, as you was like Don Juan to the thousandth degree at that moment, yeah, and and that those I just needed a mustache, yeah, yeah, and it was one of those things. So like besa mucho, and well, particularly La Bamba, it completely changed my attitude about it. So it was kind of a bad to a good experience in a lot of ways, you know. Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Astro? Uh, oh, I I like when different musicians come in and do something to the song that gives it a different color just like what Kyle did with La Bamba because you know I think I remember being in top 40 bands and Huntington Park playing La Bamba yeah like a salsa version like they're off of Pacific yeah how does that go (laughs) you know however it went (laughs) but uh when I heard Gabby Moreno um, do her part with it with just a guitar and her voice and then had it somewhere put ourselves into it and trying to match that kind of a vibe it's it's cool because it's you know we have been a band that's been around for 22 years and counting and you know it's great to get a fresh perspective from someone else like that Mm -hmm. whether it be a producer or a different artist and just getting the energy from a woman you know and it really really helps like it, it brings a different side to it so it forces the band to like try something different you know like we're always we're known as the party band everything is a party 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 you can you, know? you can tell the enthusiasm yeah. in his yeah, voice yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> for the party <laughs> well you know it's like if you, you have, get if you have lobster every fucking day you get sick of it yeah. not me but I hear you I hear you I'm not trying yeah, to yeah, kill yeah, you so. I'm not trying to kill your party over you're, there you're hearing, you're hearing the 22 fucking years of us being together so I'm really happy that somebody else came in and actually brought something yeah. to us oh, and that Gabby Moreno track is just the magic it yeah, really, she's a great she's singer. A, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. it was cool because that she sang that song in English first, right? And they were kind of like, some of these songs have histories, and that yeah. particular song was I think there's like, Dean Martin has a version or something like in English that's yeah. really popular. Yeah, yeah. She started singing it, and they were like, "Do you know any Spanish?" One? And she goes, "I know it in Spanish." They were like, and she just recorded it with a guitar on her own, and the music was built around that. So the, oh, wow. the instruments came like mm-hmm. all the band came mm-hmm. afterward, and uh, and it's a really 
unique track in the album and I think it's really beautiful. A lot and, of these songs you know, came yeah. out in a time when it was really about the songwriter and if the song was really good they would translate it in almost every other language mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like Solamente Una Vez like uh, Somos Novios is the same as It's Impossible you know like yeah. Besame Mucho I mean even the Beatles did a, a English lyrics for that there was lyrics of all different kinds of music like that you yeah. know and You could go down the list and find English versions of these songs, you know? Like, uh, I mean, that was like the golden years of Mexico. Yeah, and that's, that's what it really was. And the times of Pedro Infante, the times of Jorge Negrete, of, of uh, Alvaro Carillo, Jose Alfredo, you know, like all, all those composers that all of their music, like Consuelo's, uh, um, Consuelo Vasquez's version of Desame mm -hmm. Mucho, I mean, that... How many languages has that yeah. been put into? It was one of the most golden, translated songs. Yeah. It was a golden mm -hmm. era for songwriting, mm -hmm. just straight coming from Mexico. And it was really an important time in the history of Mexico for just the artistry of it. I mean, the the Mexican Mexico City version of Hollywood back then, the golden era of the silver screen in Mexico was huge. Mm -hmm. It was, And you'd always see in all of these old movies, all these Mexican actors crossing over into yep. the Hollywood and, and there was it was huge it was yeah. a big thing See. you know but it, I mean para Mexico you know it's like it's really paying tribute to at least that era of, of that time in Mexico when it was it was that on point you know it was that good mm -hmm. the quality of music was incredible yeah and it's and it just resonates through history in any language Ara, I know you guys were on tour uh, with the United Together tour um, are you guys touring with this album as well or what else can we expect we've been playing these songs as soon as we finish the recordings you know and we give a sound we usually play a few full and then we do a medley that has maybe like four or five uh, just kind of depending on what the crowd is but we um, yeah we've been playing them all the time so we've been having fun with them yeah, yeah. and it's different it's challenging I mean people think you don't realize the subtleties in all these different kinds of music. And I think with all of us, when we show up, some guys are more well-versed in other kinds of music than mm. others. So, you know, you may think it's just the guitar part is just like the stroke, just over and over. But it really, you, there's more to it than that, and you have to kind of learn and the feel of it in a way that makes it uh, as authentic as it can be, yeah. you know? And, and just so that... Um, There's just kind of groove as a band that we're because we're diff we're playing different kinds of songs, different kinds of music, and so that's fun, you know, to kind mm -hmm. of like dig into your musicianship and try to figure something out that feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Now to kind of end the podcast, I know you guys have never shied away from politics mm -hmm. and uh, political questions. So, how has it been? Uh, if there has been any change, or if you guys have noticed anything uh, touring or performing in Trump's America. I mean, Trump's America is, I don't think it's that, I mean, it's, it's almost like the, the news is so crazy, you know, and there's elements of people who I think feel, that you see who feel emboldened, you know, by it to maybe talk on their dormant racism or racism that, you know, they keep in check in a different way. But I think we have always, um, you know, been an example of, what we consider America, you know, where we show up and there's three Mexicanos who are mixed, even like one one guy's Spanish and one guy's from Mexico. I grew up here, you mm -hmm. know, my parents were born here, but I consider myself Chicano. There's a Jewish guy, Japanese guy, African-American guy. And so I think just 
doing what we do, being out there playing music, it's always important for us to talk about those messages and to kind of just remind people, like, for us, a lot of that is nonsense. And we want to encourage people to celebrate the differences. And, I mean, I think people know where we stand. We're against all of the concepts of a wall, the concepts of this division. It's, it's, it's a joke to us. But it's real. You know, people are affected by it. So I think that we tell ourselves, you know, stand strong, stay up, be proud. Um, and we're going to do what we do, which is make a record that's all in, practically all in Spanish, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> focusing on, you know, music of Jamaica that we're going to yeah. play in, you know, the middle of Nebraska when we go play there next month. So it's all, it's just what we do. And what we find when we travel all over the world that most people are cool. Most people are very, are kind. Most people want to have a job they like, raise their kids as well as they can, have some kind of safety. And all those dark places you see on the news, like, don't believe it. It's not the way most people are. Yeah. Most people are super cool no matter where you go. Yeah. And, and we, but that's what we've experienced. And I think that we remind... Those travels have helped us kind of reinforce that and through experience. And I would encourage people to get out. Get out of your neighborhood. Just experience something different and be open to something else. That There's a lot of beauty in the world. And, and that's yeah. what we're focused on. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys for speaking out uh, as well and I always admire artists who use that platform and want to talk about Politics and what we, I mean, we, we've been laughing about it. But I mean, you can't we laugh from, anymore. It's yeah, so crazy. The other day, I was saying this. It's like maybe if I was Norwegian, this would be a great comedy. Like what's going? Because every day, like honestly, every like day. I watch the I watch the the press conferences. I used to never watch all of them, yeah. but now they're so hot, baby. Because it's like the dude is such a jerk to everybody, and yeah. the way they and it's like constant apology. Like he's the apologist in command of. Trying to like uh, finagle the the Trump the doctrine, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to most people. So it's always like, you know, two plus two equals three. Everybody, I'm telling you, two plus two is equal three, and everybody's like, no, four, asshole. No, it's three. I tell you, it's three. You know, it's like it's and, insane, and, and it's kind of Orwellian in a way, uh, kind of newspeak. Um, yeah. But no, it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy scene. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sad that whatever integrity I guess there was, as far as the press or whatever you saw on TV about our government, mm-hmm. it just it just really it really did turn into a reality show. Yeah, and everybody's watching it. I mean, that's the strange thing to me. I think of all those news and all these shows are popular now because it's so chaotic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I always wonder how much that feeds into it's it. It's the same for your boy Bill O'Reilly. He yeah. lost his. Is highly. It's that same. It's that same chaos and loud voices that come out in every reality show. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like all of a sudden all the producers of, of Housewives and of, so, of yeah. Washington D.C. have come out. You know, it's yeah. like we just you know have no fear and speak up and do whatever you can. Yeah. Enjoy yourself and celebrate your life. And what was that, Jimi Hendrix? Cool, you know. Wave your freak flag high, man. Yeah. I, Whatever. I, I mean, there's so much on uh, the plate, I think, of what's going on right now. For me, the only thing that really kind of resonates is, especially being from Southern California and from L.A., is just the, the vibe of, like, uh, the ice raids and people, like, you know, having this kind of fear of, of deportation, mm-hmm. especially breaking up families. You know, um, there's been already, like, a couple of cases I've heard 
through friends and through oh, people totally. where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, they deported my dad and he's been here for 30 years and he's never done any fucking crimes. And, and, and um, that kind of thing kind of super bums me out and mm-hmm. resonates in a way where I'm like, you know, any way we can fucking combat that shit or any Definitely. way we can try to like stand up to that. And um, yeah, but you know, because I mean... Tobato has a lot on his plate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's crazy, man. I heard Kid Rock's gonna be a head of FBI now. Yeah, Who? Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> For real? No, it was, he really announced it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, if Kid Rock <laughs> says no, it's gonna be the catch me outside. How about that girl? Oh my god, stop! <laughs> They're gonna have that. She's gonna do it, eh? Then Ted Nugent. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're investigating your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Uh, also, Matli, check out their new album, Nonstop Jamaica to Ma- no Mexico, Mexico to, to Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Neither way is cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. So thank you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.